0: everyone welcome back to the dr. Pat show talk radio to thrive by you know uh, if you're if you're like most of us in modern America what you are more likely to have you know uh, more than two televisions in your home uh, and, and you're also uh, probably plugged into cable television and I would say according to statistics you're more likely not to have any of that monitored at all uh, and you probably Probably have kids that spend an average of about six to seven hours a day with that form of media, and you know, if you're like some folks that you know I hang out with, they have some special uh, uh, video games hooked up to the television. Now with the flat screen television, it is like put one in every room, and the question is, what? are we really watching? What are our What are the parents watching? What are the kids watching? Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Is anybody paying attention? And, you know, my very special guest here today, uh, Lynn Ziegler, is joining me. SpongeHeads, you and media, and we're talking about, and you've heard me talk about media and what it means, especially from a radio perspective. But Lynn is joining me here today because we've got another issue Lynn, thank you so much for joining the Dr. Pat show.
1: Great to be here.
0: Well, you know, does anybody know is anybody really know what kids are watching today? I mean, except for the people that do the Nielsen ratings.
1: Well, the kids know what they're watching. <laughs> yeah, and they, they do. will they will tell you um right up front what they like and what they don't. Um, unless of course they're exposed like you were talking about earlier. Uh if they're in a six-hour marathon of sitting there, you know, like a uh, like a vegetable, <laughs> which isn't what I recommend. I don't think watching TV should be a uh, vegetable experience at all. I think it should be um, a combat sport, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, and Linda Ellerby, who wrote the the cover blurb for my book, you know, we've talked, she and I have talked about the fact that we, we both never stopped talking to the TV, you what, know, no matter what the uh, show
0: happens. Well, to be well, you know, we we have kind of grown up with this, and uh, I remember growing up, and television was this new thing that, it was the new babysitter, by the way. Absolutely. That's, that's what my mom called it. My mom called it the ba- the babysitter. She would say, okay, I want you guys to kind of go in there. I'm going to be doing ABCD and, you know, hang out with your new babysitter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and in the early days of television, which is when I grew up as well, there were only three choices. And that was a simpler thing to do. You could pretty much count on the fact that most of what they were going to see was mm-hmm. very mainstream. Yeah, But now, as you so rightly pointed out, with quite literally, 500 channels, um, there's a lot more that they can choose and a lot more that they can stumble into. Let me give you a for instance that really makes me crazy, okay? <laughs> um, 20 years ago, there was a wonderful crime drama called Hill Street Blues. That's Everybody right. remembers it, okay? Well, one of the the main characters was shot, uh, Gee. Big surprise! A crime show, right? <laughs> but but this character was a major character, and they not only showed the wound on TV, but they showed uh, as as well as any hour long show can the kind of painful uh, recovery he was going through, the the post op, and really feeling uh, really feeling pain, mm-hmm. and um, and that sense when you're injured badly for the first time of whoa what happened to me well at the time that was groundbreaking once that show went into syndication however that show could come on at three o'clock in the afternoon right when your kids are shut coming home from school so what should have been a really important lesson about violence that you would talk about with much older kids uh is suddenly right along with scooby-doo it's um so you really do have to pay
0: attention. Well, you do. And, uh, you know, and that's what, you know, your vision and mission is about. I mean, we're talking about media literacy in in a large scale way. You know, for us growing up, I mean, I grew up watching what some people at that time thought was one of the most violent television shows of its time. And, you know. Which and, one? Uh, the Three Stooges. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and seriously speaking, I mean, you know, the con- oh, yeah. the controversy yeah. around that and some of the things they did to each other you know in hindsight now looking back we didn't have a clue about media literacy then and i'm not sure we do now let's talk about what that is well
1: we are so lucky here in seattle because most of the really leadership work with television and children is being done by a group here in town based at the university of washington called action for media education Mm -hmm. And for, oh gosh, 15 or 20 years now that we've been working together on this issue, we've been able to instruct teachers how to instruct kids. And uh, long story short is the, the media literacy classes now are not just giving you the tools to break apart messages so that you can figure out what you're being sold because tv is a business and trust me if you're watching it somebody is trying to sell you something you know but um to to take that and and teach kids how they can create messages that really reach their peer groups is wonderful there's a terrific teacher in um in the North Seattle area, who named Claire Beach, whose kids have actually interviewed a sitting president and um, and who have their own video festivals and it's it's awesome in fact, I've been asked to be a judge at the uh, High School Video Awards next month, and I am stoked <laughs> to yeah. have the chance.
0: Well, you know, we're looking at, and I want to just mention to everyone just tuning in, uh, I'm here with Lynn Ziegler, who is the author of Sponge Heads, and we'll talk about that title as well. But this is about making us aware and perhaps even taking it a step further about what it can and cannot be viewed on television. Right now, anyone that's got uh, a television set and cable television without setting any kind of controls or safeguards you know you've got access to whatever your cable package uh indicates and you know is it even possible for parents to monitor what their kids watch uh without putting a control mechanism on the set itself
1: i think i think it is possible but you do have to do some homework you have to find stations that uh um consistently offer really good programming. There's a new show on PBS now called Universe. It's like going to a um, planetarium. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was thinking Astrodome, and I knew that was wrong. Right. Um, it's like going to a planetarium, and you, because of the special effects, which are excellent, you can actually watch world's form. It's, it's better than sci-fi. It's, it's real science. And so if you find channels that your kids really relate to, for instance, a lot of parents will swear by Animal Planet. So do I. You can learn tons of stuff on that. And the science stations, Discovery, Discovery Kids. Um, So if if you have to take a shortcut, go there. Pick out five or ten stations where you know that there is really excellent programming and start with those first. And then, if they want to watch whatever their friends are watching um, uh you know you can move down towards those, but at least have have a a little safe pocket of programming that you know is going to be good
0: you know so what do you think uh Lynn what is the most disturbing issue for you as an advocate what what do you what do you really? tap into right now in terms of what children are watching and 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 what parents are aren't doing
1: well i think parents have to understand how much fear drives what we see and that's not just commercials although it's just more obvious there we're afraid of losing our hair we're afraid of not being able to get hair off of us effectively we're afraid of getting overweight. We're afraid that our uh, elderly parents are not gaining enough weight. So right now we've been through uh, hair products, Ensure. Y- you know, I mean, fear is a tremendous drive. And the fears that are biggest to children are fear of being abandoned and fear of being hurt. And when you look at some of the programming that Set for later in the evening, try and find a show that features a child where the child is not a victim of some sort, unless you're dealing with comedies, of course. But if you think about it, television makes things very scary. and, uh, And in its attempt to build up intense interest and suspense, sometimes they forget that there may be other people in the room mm-hmm. besides adults.
0: Absolutely. Let's take a short break when we come back. We'll be gonna, we're going to be talking about commercials. We're going to be talking about media. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be talking <laughs> about what our kids are truly watching. Right now, hot 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 on television is lee the lizard and this michael jackson's thriller thrillatlicious.com life water which is loaded with the s word and what is it all about we'll be right back with the dr pat show
2: become an Easter tradition for thousands. Easter services with the Center for Spiritual Living at Benaroya Hall. Join Reverend Kathy Ann Lewis for a celebration where all faiths are welcome. 9.30 a.m. meditation, 10.30 adult service, 11 o'clock family service. It's an experience of music and inspiration that will touch you in a whole new way. Easter with the Center for Spiritual Living at Benaroya Hall in Seattle. Info at spiritualliving.org. From a place of special energy, the Sedona Tools are specially crafted to work with the disruptive emotional energies of traumatic experience. You can release and resolve the past, move gracefully through the present, and attract the future you wish with power that's already yours. Your intent and creative visualization. Now work with the right tools. Visit thesedonatools.com.
0: Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522.
1: There is within you a power so great that you discover in The One Command. This revolutionary new book is taking thousands to success in moments. The One Command stops your negative thoughts in their tracks. In this teaching, you are able to reach naturally and easily into the deepest levels of yourself, and make remarkable changes in your life. Go to commandingwealth.com and start your new rich future now. Order the one command at commandingwealth.com.
2: Would you like to receive a weekly email telling you about personal growth events and resources in the Puget Sound region? This service is now available complements of New Spirit Journal, the locally owned and operated newspaper that brings you a wealth of inspirational information every month. Go to NewSpiritJournal.com and click on Earl. That's events and resource listings, but you can call it Earl. New Spirit Journal has been providing inspirational news and information for almost three years. Visit NewSpiritJournal.com join master result coach alfonso de rose at east west bookshop in seattle on march 30th at 1:30 p.m. for the dow of weight loss the key to maintaining your health and weight isn't in any diet it's within yourself and your mind and in order to achieve it you have to take your risk Visit TakeYourRisk.com and find out about ThinFormation. This revolutionary weight loss method will eradicate your overweight issues in the depths of your mind. Visit TakeYourRisk.com. Clear, clean, and crisp. Check us out in digital quality sound on FM 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: everyone welcome back to the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by i'm really thrilled that lynn is joining me here today and we're talking about sponge heads. hey you know lynn how come you name the book sponge well
1: uh actually it was the families in seattle who kind of gave me the title <laughs> of course <laughs> i was i was uh talking to a group of parents about television and i had brought various, you know, props, cereal boxes and things. And finally, just, you know, a a random moment, I took out a sponge and I said, you know, if you put this on top of your TV set and told your kids it was going to absorb everything they watched that night and that you were going to squeeze it in the morning and tell them what came out, what do you think they would say would be what the sponge absorbed most? And the parents all said, uh, commercials and uh, when I did this the next day in a classroom it was like commercials from the kids you know they could they could sing lots of songs and they really are little sponge heads they absorb everything even the stuff we don't want them to pick up on they do even the stuff that we're afraid isn't age appropriate they will and they'll form their own ideas unless they have the opportunity to talk with with an adult so my recommendation to parents is to watch tv as much as you possibly can with your kids and then if you really want to live on the uh, on the edge pick a program that you don't like and tell them okay just this once we're going to watch this together because i want to see why you guys like it so much and i want you to see why i'm not crazy about it for whatever reason and if you sit down with your kids not only uh have you demystified the uh, the program in question with because now they won't have to watch it at a friend's house or uh, or get at the information some other way but you may actually find out that the program that you detested wasn't so bad. I mean, look at the Simpsons. The Simpsons were supposed to mark the uh, end of civilization as we once knew it, because, oh, God, you know, Bart had a smart mouth and um, the sister was an uncontrollable feminist, Lisa. And instead, we finally learned that Matt Groening's little bit of genius taught lessons every week. You know, whether Homer learned something about mm-hmm. inclusion mm-hmm. or not making generalities about people based on the way they looked, there was always a lesson. And now, compared to some of the stuff that's out there, The Simpsons looks down downright mainstream.
0: <laughs> well, exactly. And don't you think part of the dilemma is that the parents don't see the difficulty in watching some of the shows that are on. Let me give you an example because when the show first hit the air and I'm talking about all of the CSI shows, uh, uh yeah. and when they first hit the air, there were people that said, "Oh my god, are you really showing that?" Or movies like ER. <laughs> And TV series like ER, and they they were so graphic in what they show. But then it was like an entire civilization of people got hooked on these shows. And at some level, it, we've come to accept violence of that nature as being as we, the word that we're using is mainstream. And so, have we as adults kind of stepped back a little bit and said, "Well, that's really not that violent. That's just life."
1: I don't think that's a wise thing for parents to do. No, myself. I'm not saying
0: it's. It is. <laughs> uh,
1: you know. But but is but do they do that? Um, in some in some uh, respects, they they do. They kind of abdicate it and they think, well, you know, look at all the stuff he's seen on other channels. This will be fine. But you really need to touch base with your kid and say, did you find that scary? Do you know, by the way, that kids. Always know when a when a show is going to get scary, because of the change in the music. If yeah. there's background music, if they uh, you know they know what the cues are. And some of them, and I I felt so sorry for this one little guy. He heard the music change and just made a beeline out of the living room and into his bedroom and said, you know, tell me when it's not scary anymore. And I thought, well, there's there's a kid who who knows his uh his comfort zones and how come the mom isn't changing the channel
0: <laughs> well that that's my point exactly and, you know that that's my point exactly because right. you know what would that mean it would mean there's my television and now that tivo's there i can probably tivo the thing exactly uh, but you know how willing are our parents or are adults yeah. How willing are they to say, we're not going to watch that? You know, the flip side of this conversation, Lynn, I want to ask you about it, is, you know, there are issues about gender roles and there are racial stereotypes. But we've noticed in some, what I think, recent shows, that some of that is being presented to our young people, our children. And some of the shows are incredibly popular. I think of Hannah Montana you know, in right. terms of that show and uh, Miley and uh, uh, in, in, in the popularity. I mean, what do you think is happening? Are we seeing a shift in media and what they present uh, to become more of uh, education, more normal, let me call it?
1: Well, I think the idea of Hannah Montana is, is really exempt, uh, an example of the split. You know, there's There's the girl trying to have a normal childhood and school life, and then there's the superstar she is. And I think this is just kind of uh, a little bit of leftovers in the refrigerator from the whole American Idol thing, which after seven years is still a tremendous draw. And kids like the idea of being a star, and I think they like um, Hannah Montana because they get to see both sides of her life. And, and you're right. I mean, only a fool would put herself between a uh, a preteen girl and a pair. Of, you know.
0: <laughs> what well, uh, you know? Say that again, Lynn.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, I said only a fool would put herself between a teenage between a teenage girl and a couple of Hannah Montana tickets. Oh. You might as
0: well forget it. I,
1: I mean, what, do you, you t- have a death
0: wish? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. And yet at the same time, it's refreshing. Because yeah. we went through the era of, and, you know, people looked at MTV and they said, this is disgusting. We cannot let our children watch MTV uh, because of the videos, because of the music, all of the judgment around that. But it's okay. You can watch, you know, some of these, you know, shows that come on later on where the show opens up and someone is being killed immediately. Yeah. And, and so, it, it's been sort of this mixed message i think for kids but you oh,
1: absolutely you're, and it's a very american thing to be uh okay about violence yeah and absolutely appalled by uh by partial nudity mm-hmm. and i know that one show that got taken off the air last year or um uh well, it didn't. It didn't get to air a particular episode, uh-huh. didn't, because the woman involved was a breast cancer patient, and there was a side view of her breast. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you this was about five months after the famous Janet Jackson moment, right? And it was like, please, if you're going to get upset about um, about partial nudity, where is your outrage when your ki- when your kids are seeing the coverage of the war? Yeah. Or, uh, God forbid, any of the other, you know, monstrous events we've been through in the Mm -hmm. past decade.
0: Well, you certainly have taken a, a very powerful message out there. How can people find out more about the book? I'd love for them to know more about it. Linda Ellerby has said, if you have a television, if you have a kid or no one, then you need this book. Let's make sure we let our listeners know how to get it.
1: Well, it's at Amazon.com, it's at bookstores here in the Seattle area, and I also have a website, that's spongeheads.tv, and you'll be able to find out more information there. But uh, Amazon's probably the, the best way to get it, because... It has uh, anybody I know who has ordered it from them had it in the next few days.
0: Well, thank you so much, Lynn, for joining us today. And let's keep letting people know about what they can do to help their children thrive. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. My buddy, Dr. Robert Holden, joining us here today. Happiness Now. Stay tuned.